You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to another episode of The Fraternity's Live Community Call, where members of our community celebrate wins, work through conundrums, and learn mindset and skills for personal growth around our six uncommon pillars. I am your host, Ryan, joined by my co-host, Philip, as well as several members of the community. Gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the call. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I love it. So we are in the third week of our Fervent Faith Month, which is the final pillar that we're working through. Sounds crazy to look back on six months of this. Two weeks ago, we explored our personal position in Christ. And last week, we looked at leading our wives spiritually. Today, we're really building on that foundation, going to look at how to create a plan for family discipleship. So it'll be an awesome topic for us to, to dive into. Before we get into that, Wanted to continue just starting by sharing wins or any conundrums we're working through. And I wanted to ask if anyone had a specific win related to what we covered last week, you know, just the idea of leading our wives spiritually. Did anybody have any good conversations with their wives or prayer time, devotional time, anything you guys have have to share? Gotta hold you on a hot we're in a hot streak of praying every Sunday. Talking through, I'll, I'll make like a note, which is really cool just to go back, like I've talked about, but we're like four or five weeks in, uh, but we've been doing it ever since the, the, the Uncommon Weekend. So I feel like that's been such a blessing. So thanks for holding me accountable to that. Yeah. Quick, quick question on that. How have you just seen God use that time even to like strengthen you and Aaron's like intimacy? Yeah. I just feel like it grounds us in faith in a place where one, we can understand what's on each other's mind more, but um, I would say for sure, just like deeper conversations and understanding kind of what each person is kind of thinking. It's been really good. Really good. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, Phil. Cause it, it just helps you have that intentional time of like, let's not mm-hmm. talk about the kids. Let's get past like the schedule. It's like, how are you? How is your heart? Like mm-hmm. what's going on beneath the surface that as a husband's like, I should really know about, and you should know this about me. So that's mm-hmm. super cool that you guys have shared that. Any other wins um, in that arena or, or outside? I, I have kind of a, quick win from yesterday. Laura's been, she's got a lot of stress, a lot of stuff on her plate right now um, with dealing with some family health issues that she's kind of been put in charge of and and some other things and just ran, running, you know, household for family of five. And um, she was just having a real hard time last night. And, uh, you know, there's, there's been lots of times where something like that has come up. And I'm like, oh, we should take some time to pray together. And then not acting on it. Right. And then later realizing like that would have been a really smart thing to do. Um, 
so just in the moment, you know, just sitting in the bathroom, um, we just, just, uh, yeah, took a few minutes to pray. And I think that really helped kind of calm her heart a little bit. Um, so yeah, just a quick little win from yesterday. Um, nice, man. Great. Good job. Just being sensitive and obedient in the moment. Do you feel like, cause you've shared that you guys have been more intentional at the end of the day to connect. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that kind of helped you in the moment last night to just be more, more mindful of taking the opportunity to pray? Um, I, I haven't been doing a great job regularly, like at our time in the evenings. Um, but, uh, this was kind of like just post putting kids down to bed like before we'd started kind of getting ready for bed and, and it was just one of those moments she was just super overwhelmed. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think just recognizing so many times in the past, not, not ne- just necessarily with her, but with other people like, Oh man, you know, we should find a time to pray for that person. And then you like, the assumption is like sometime later when you're at home alone, mm-hmm. instead of just like, let's, let's do it right now. Right. <laughs> like, yep. Why, why wait? Um, so I think it was just that realization after doing lots of stupid things over and over again in the past that, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just address it now and take the time now when like, you know, I was, I was, she was sitting on the edge of the tub and I was just seated on the toilet, not going to the bathroom, lid down and everything, but (laughs) you know, just like not, no, it ended up being kind of like an intimate moment there. Um, even in kind of an awkward space i don't know but um i I could i could tell that she felt some relief after that um the stress is all still there but i hopefully she'll be able to help manage it a little better yeah good job man that's awesome what else you guys got wins or any conundrums working through i got a conundrum I was doing my max pull-ups because that was like every quarter I do my max pull-ups and I get to the 11th one and I'm like, that kind of felt weird on my neck. And I'm like, I need one more. Totally strained my neck. So now I'm like looking around like Batman. We all been there. We've all been there. (laughs) And it's like, you don't realize how heavy your head is until it gets in the wrong position and you strained your neck. It's like, get out of here. So I'm hopeful that. It kind of loosens up towards the middle and end of the day, but then I sleep on it and I get up and it's like, Ugh. but anybody ever have to deal with that? Or like, what is your solution for a strained neck? Muscle relaxer, but just be prepared to be asleep by 8 PM. Maybe. maybe okay. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's Tranquilize what, me. That's what happened to me in Montana. I woke up with that strained neck that, and I took a muscle relaxer that morning and it was, I was out by whatever time that was when we got back to the condo. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best sleep you've had in years. Dude, yeah. Well, I missed out on so much. Uh. Oh, the only thing you really missed out on was me hammering peanut butter M&Ms. That's all you missed out on. It's embarrassing. Okay, I'll have to get muscle action. Chris, how are you doing, man? Come on. I want to hear from Chris. He's always muted. No, I'm doing well. Um, I wouldn't say any real wins on my side. Rachel and I went on a date last night, um, and it's our second one since we've been back from the Elevate experience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the, I don't know, I just feel like she has reciprocated a lot more um, mm. towards me through my actions towards her and the family. And I mean, just stuff that I'm picking up on with the, with the dates that she's, she's proactively planning um, has melt, made me feel loved. And um, so I, I think more of a win for Rachel, but a win for us, I guess. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and just like, there's always been kind of a tension between like, Oh, you're going to go do that. Well, I'm going to go do that kind of mm. keeping the scorecard. And she's just been really more open and loving towards me going and do things like, like this weekend, I, I trenched in all of our downspouts for the house and lost my wedding ring for two hours. Matt came out and tried to help me find it. Well, unknowingly he was showing up to that, <laughs> but he ended up finding it. A friend of mine. <laughs> Oh, oh yes. It's a huge yeah, it win. Yeah. Um but yeah, she was just really supportive in that, uh and and knowing like I told her it was gonna take four hours, it took ten hours and she was just really supportive in that. So it's been a she's been a great partner lately, just I think just yeah, all around. Good. That's awesome. What'd you guys do for your date? Uh, I actually went and looked at some uh, furniture at Homemakers, and then if you guys haven't been, you got to go to Simon's down in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. your place, man. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. good dinner. Nice. Good work, man. Just, yeah, you keep doing just the consistent small things every day, and it's easy to overlook it and be like, well, I don't really have, you know, a, a big win, but just that consistent improvement um and that intentionality i mean that is a huge win in and of itself just to keep it keep it going and to see how rachel's like noticing that reciprocating that affirming you so good work man that's awesome i can share something real quick so my share is is a win that kind of stemmed from some conflict with my wife so there was like a a day and a half stretch where we just had like like a couple tiffs and if you're like us like your arguments are are really dumb like the things that you end up like arguing about and basically we it's just like a lack of communication and like bad tone usually on my part so we were trying to get out of the house and we were looking for one of our boys bottles and long story short we got into an argument about the color that the bottle is (laughs) not even like where it was but like what color it is and um yeah, usually our fights are the result of like my impatience or temper. And in this particular case, it just kind of felt like in the moment that she was being like intentionally antagonistic, which of course she wasn't. That's just how I took it. Um, <laughs> usually when te- when tempers flare, my judgment is not great for some reason. <laughs> so No way. Yeah. The argument just kind of like set the tone for the rest of the day. And so I was just short with her. Like we weren't talking like we try to like see who can give the other person the silent treatment the longest um and then it, yeah just kind of spiraled into several other disagreements raise your hand if you've ever been there but uh yeah of course it happened on the week that we were talking about leading your wife spiritually <laughs> so, so i was just convicted like not only was i not leading her spiritually but we weren't even speaking um and like the night of when we typically do our devotional time kind of rolled around and i was just being so like prideful of like I'm not going to do it. And 
you know, she should come to me and I'm always the one who like has to like initiate reconciliation and just all these dumb thoughts. But, um, I think I continue to learn, especially as a husband who wants to lead spiritually, like I will always need to be willing to apologize first and be the reconciler, even when I feel like I'm not primarily at fault. And I'd say like, no one is ever a hundred percent to blame. Like there's, there's always at least 1% culpability, you know, on the other side, but I did eventually like swallow my pride and I just approached her and was like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like, I hate that we're not talking and we just talked through it and explained both of our sides and nobody had to be defensive. It's just kind of like, yep, just another dumb fight that we had as we continue to learn how to communicate. And we, we didn't have our, cause it was pretty late at that point. We, so we didn't have like our, um, we did pray together. And so that, that was the win that stemmed. Sometimes wins come from, losses i guess <laughs> so right um any other things before we kind of dive into uh family discipleship this is one that i'm like super excited to hear what you guys say about this like as we look to create like create a family plan and discipleship uh here's a question for you when you consider our role as a father what do you believe our most important responsibility is mm, that's a good question well, I would say it was similar to last week, loving our wives as Christ loved the church. If if we are doing that, mm. and our, then our role as a father to our kids is being depicted in the right light, and they and they are seeing the right example of love and how a how a father loves. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, like to model Christ basically in word and deed to our children as to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the, of the Lord. That's Ephesians six, four. What other things? That's all we got to do. <laughs> what about like, um, I mean, on a very basic level, just protecting and providing for our kids. Obviously that's an yeah. important thing for us to do. But but probably secondary to what Chris shared of just leading them in Christ. Would you guys tend to agree with that? Or mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think like man, especially in this day and age, where like people think they're cats or transgender, or like I feel like it's important to not only protect but educate them on what it means to be a godly man and be good at being a man, or you know, like or for my daughter, like helping her understand like different things that she's going through. Or (laughs) I see a lot of my, myself and my daughter prideful um, in in ways. And so how do you like lovingly speak into that at times can be very hard. Um, But I feel like educating is one of the things that we have to do or help process um, with our kids because the world is just coming in in a a rapid pace trying to teach them and educate them on things that I'm like, I don't know if that's what we really should be believing. I I like that you said providing. And I think that oftentimes gets put at the, the top of like Mm -hmm. a a husband or a father. I need to, my primary role is to provide to, you know, keep a, the old school views, like keep a roof, over your head 
put clothes on your back, food on the table, which are all good things. And like we are called to do that in God's word. But that that often kind of takes precedent over being the spiritual leader. So it's like, well, I work all day and I I provide. I don't have the right. time nor the energy to then come home or find time to you know provide that spiritual discipleship. So I, and I think that's why like talking through like what a plan even looks like is so important because we do have a lot of other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Matt, guys- here's what we've, we've talked about this already, but it's to model Christ, protect and provide and then educate. What do you think the true biblical priorities are of those four things? Say it again. What do I, what do you think the true biblical priorities are? Yeah. To model Christ protect provide and educate our kids which ones do you think aren't those all priorities i mean wouldn't they, why wouldn't why do i why do you have to pick i don't know if we have to pick but i think it's like what you said ryan i think pro, pro, providing for our kids is often like the first thing like i gotta do that first right mm. but i think maybe to model christ is the first thing and then that helps at least me i get home from work <laughs> exhausted like okay Nope. Like, I don't know. How do we, um, I'm just, I'm wondering how to make some of this more tangible, like model Christ. Great idea. Mm -hmm. Without kids, I should do that. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking specifically about kids, I guess my question for you guys is, do you you guys have goals around like, Hey, I want to do a daddy daughter date once a month with my kids or, Hey, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, spending, X amount of hours with my kids per week, or you know what I mean. What are some tangible, measurable? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I have, I have started prioritizing a daddy daughter date with Skylar, and it's awesome. She loves it. She's constantly asking me, "When's the next one? When's the next one? What are we doing this time?" And when we have to miss one, like one, we were, we we're supposed to have one the weekend of Easter, right? It 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 eats at me. Like until I, I feel like I owe her that. Um, not, not like in a, in an employee employer type way, but just in a, like, oh man, mm-hmm. I, I don't want her. The last thing I want is to miss that. And for her to remember the one that I missed, not the, all the other good ones. Mm-hmm. That we <laughs> so anyway, what else? What yeah, else? That's a good question, Matt. I don't have anything tangible that I'm striving for, but if you, Yeah probably do need to have something we're measuring ourselves against that'd be helpful to measure success yeah i'd say to try to answer your question matt so on this topic of family discipleship and i totally agree and we we talked during kind of our radical relationships month about the relationships with our spouse and our kids and what that quality time looks like and and it reminds me of a quote like kids spell love T-I-M-E, like they just want time with us. And so those are all important, whether it's, yeah, your daddy-daughter dance or taking them out on on dates or even just bedtime. And obviously it's going to change based on what age they are in the season of life. And so kind of now that we're talking through fervent faith, it's really kind of revisiting our relationship with our kids. But what does it look like now to have that faith component in there? Because we can we can spend a ton of time with our kids and that's, that's great. But how do we also like incorporate faith just whether it's 
I guess some tangible examples, like you asked, if it's driving them to school, how do we be intentional with that time? Maybe instead of having the radio playing and it's just kind of secular music, do you listen to some worship music or do you not even have the radio on? And is that the time where you are just asking your kids thought provoking questions and, you know, admonishing them in the truth of God's word? Um, It doesn't always have to be like these amazing deep conversations, but even just like those one or two generative questions. Is that kind of. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, intentionality is, is foremost in my mind. I I even think about secular music and movies and Hollywood and all that good stuff. Like there are teachable moments when all within all of that, I will regularly, Mm -hmm. we'll hear something on the radio that, and, and, kind of what I've made a habit of doing is anytime I'm wish or anytime I catch myself thinking like, Ooh, I wish my kid wouldn't have heard that. I ask them like, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it spurs some questions that, and, and we just, <laughs> we often have to dive into some more awkward conversations, but it's better than avoiding them altogether. Yeah. Like one thing that we've done a long time in our family, is just like go around at dinner because we always try to eat together again, which is getting harder, which sucks, but go around and say high and low, like highs and lows for the day, which was working for a while. But I feel like quite honestly, lately it's just kind of got a little stagnant. (laughs) So yesterday I was like, okay, two truths and a lie. Like (laughs) I'm going to give you two truths about my day and one lie. And you have to figure out which one is a lie. Anyway, it was, super fun because that each kid was like, I want to go, I want to go, you know? So like it sparked this maybe intentionality, but like almost like upset the apple cart of like, don't do the monotone, like the same thing over and over mundane, but try to infuse some kind of fun and adventure intentionality into it. I felt like it was kind of like, Oh, well, let's do this for the next week or week and a half until that gets done. Cause you know, like, how's your day? Good. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bad we could do better than that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bad questions get bad answers, but I like what you touched on is just variety is like the variety is the spice of life. So something might work for a while, but it is good to mix it up. Keep it pulling right. toes. I'll share a quick, quick verse that I think kind of encapsulates this idea, especially as like men and fathers of God's call for us to practice family discipleship. And then we'll get into more of the practical application, I think. So Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 through 9, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. So first, yeah, they're to be on our hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So, yeah, I think the main thing is like talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the path or when you drive along the road, when you lie down, when you have bedtime routines, when you're, you know, getting ready to go out the door in the morning. And I get it. It can sound overwhelming of like, what am I supposed to, but I think it's just like having the mindset of redeeming small moments, kind of what you touched on Matt of, yeah, if you're watching something on TV and it sparks a question in our, our kids. And maybe it is even on more of like a unwholesome topic. I think a lot of 
parents, especially like Christian parents are going to take the approach of like, how do I just shield my kids from all that? Cause I don't want the awkwardness of having to like, explain, but what does it look like for us as fathers to actually embrace those opportunities to talk through some, some hard things and not shy away from it. Cause you're either going to learn about it from us or they're going to learn about it from their peers or, or right. social media. Let me ask this, like what did, as you reflect on your own childhood, what did family discipleship look like or how was faith modeled in your home? If it, if it was, and maybe it, it wasn't, but looking back on your upbringing, are there any things that you've taken from your own parents' example? Kind of what do you, what do you want family discipleship to look like in your own home? That's a good question. Like we did the family devotion sometimes after dinner, which I was always like, <laughs> so we haven't done that candidly. Like I, I think of like Tom Nesbitt, you guys remember like the OG, like he would explain like everything that he would think of. And he was super intentional with his kids to like explain the gospel. So they were on a hike and one of his kids picks up a rock and his Tom was like, well, let, let's look at that rock. And like every rock will have a blemish is what his point was just like us and that we need Jesus. Like, and I was like, oh my goodness, he's preaching the gospel out of a rock. Like, but that's just how he was like, so cool. But, and then here's another thing too, that I've been kind of reflecting on as I've been going through the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus is like, Jesus really cares about people's hearts and like the condition of their heart. So not just like, don't murder anybody, but are you angry? You know, like that's a condition of your heart. And I feel like that's our job as parents, as fathers with our kids is like trying to get a glimpse of their heart. And then speaking ways or ways to speak into that heart issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because like Matt said, like we just cannot, we, we've got to be able to speak into the world. We can't just, you know, help our child be in a bubble. I don't think that's beneficial. We have to help them process through what's happening yeah, quickly. Through the, through the word of God, right? Through the word of God, right. Right. Through that lens. Like, um, I feel like that's happening more and more in the last year. You know, my son, he's in kindergarten now. And so, you know, he goes to a Christian school, but he's starting to ask more deep question, question that I like, never really thought of that. Like, like the other night I was putting him to bed and he's like, you know, daddy, I, you know, when I was born, I was made and. I said, yeah. And he's like, so how was God made? And I'm like, um, well, no, we've been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like some really deep question. I'm like, holy cow. Would you but, rather answer that or like, how was I made, dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting to have those conversations with him and, and trying to it's hard because I want to protect him from the things of the world, but then at the same time, you know, like you guys say, you know, you want to teach him those moments. And, you know, like if you watch a movie and it's not, you know, based around Christianity, but, you know, you can teach him those moments, you know, when it's like of the world and not always a bad thing. So I'm kind of in the beginning of that where, you know, my kids are starting to actually grasp in the world. So I got six, four and one and a half. So it, mm-hmm. it's all 
mostly gibberish. So, are there any kind of current practices that you guys have started doing in your homes? Maybe even those of you who have older kids, like what are some of the family discipleship practices that you've started? No, I don't. I mean, reading the Bible stories at night before bed, it hasn't been a regular occurrence, but it's been something we've tried to do now that my daughter's starting to read on her own. She's reading a lot of books and Dr. Seuss books and stuff. So that's kind of intervened on that. But I'd say like just recently for me, my one son has a kind of like a sensory disorder where he gets really worked up and, and uh, he's doing some like play therapy stuff, but it's been good for him. But for him specifically, sometimes he gets really, you know, just worked up and cries and can't, can't really control himself. And, it's just brought me to where I have to, I've, I've felt like the only, the only thing to do in those moments are like sit down with him and, and ask him to pray for him and just say, Hey buddy, can I say a prayer for you? And, uh, and it, hopefully that's, that's doing something in his heart, just, you know, just coming to God and asking for his help and, um, and how I can help him in those moments. And, help control his emotions and, and, uh, hopefully not let it get to that point. So hopefully just, yeah, when we come across problems that we seek Jesus, Mm. uh, and, and prayer, but, but honestly, I mean, that's just, that's just my one out of four kids. So I, I could be doing stuff like that with, with the others as well. No, that's great, Chris, like just modeling dependence on God. And how that manifests as coming to him in prayer. That's a huge, that's a huge win as a, as a dad to, to share that with your son. And yeah, I, I I don't want us to get into this topic and and beat ourselves up for what we're not doing. And I've kind of, I've referenced this before. I'm just like shooting on yourself. (laughs) Like I should be doing all these things, but it's more like, how do we reframe? How do we learn about something and then be like, Oh, how might I, start to implement some of these things. So um, I think think, for me, and I I have to go quick, but uh, I think for me, it's just good to talk through this. Like, man, other people are also struggling with this. So like, this is what this community is for. Like, Hey, let's talk through this and then let's do better this week. And then like come next week and like, Hey, this is what I did. This is what worked. This didn't work. Like, I don't know. That's what I'm kind of excited about. Um, It's just having time to like, go through this. Cause I would say this is one of the harder things, mm-hmm. topics that we have. So yeah, I'm excited to kind of come back next week, regroup and kind of walk through this again. I'm like, huh, <laughs> I got to do better at this. Right. So. Yeah. And it can feel like another thing just added to your plate. That's already full. And that's what we want to avoid. We want to, I want to approach this as like, this is an opportunity and this is a high calling of God. Mm-hmm. And there's none of us is, are going to nail it perfectly, but how can we just learn from each other? I think we're only really scratching this, going to be able to scratch the surface on this call. So I'd actually like to plan on actually jumping back into this next week. Right. I think there's just much more that we'll get into. Um, I'll share a quick definition. And we just, I, I hope that this will 
maybe kind of lighten the, the burden or ease any anxiety we might have around it. So it says creating intentional time built into the rhythms of the family's life for the purpose of thinking about, talking about, and living out the gospel. And then another definition of family discipleship was leading your home by doing whatever you can, whenever you can, to help your family become friends and followers of Jesus. So again, like it starts with our personal relationship with Christ. Really, we're just building a foundation is how I think of it. Our abiding in Christ, Chris, like you touched on, one of the best ways that we can model Christ to our kids is through our marriage, because that is a picture of the gospel. But then how do we, and again, it's not just us, like we we do this in concert with our wives. And I think that's why coming up with even just like a simple plan of like, hey, when is a day in our week that we're going to kind of mix it up, like Phil said, and maybe at dinner time, we just each prepare a question um, to ask our kids and we just talk through it as a family. And then we pray together. It can be so simple. So I don't want us to think like, man, now I've got to come up with this really complex plan when I already feel like I'm like at the end of my bandwidth. Does that make sense? So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Any, any, I mean, we only have a few more minutes, any reflections, questions, just kind of what we've talked through. I think we'll just kind of save uh, part two of this for next week. Um, but yeah, I wanted to hear from you guys before we kind of sign off. I think I'll probably text a couple guys on here and see what a few action items to maybe successes they've had for tangible ways to disciple and lead our families. So, yeah, use the community as a resource. I would even say like uh, post that to just the Wednesday morning call circle if you can, Chris, because then we can all, yeah, we can all see that and use it as, as kind of a template to build off. I will say also that I've made kind of from a couple different resources, just a spreadsheet that kind of has several different tabs of just questions, thoughts, verses, resources that kind of go around our personal walk, how to practice our faith with our wives, and then even just creating a loose schedule. I think when we can look at our week and say like, hey, these are the days that we know we have activities, this day we could take 30 minutes and have some prayer time or, or, or whatever that looks like with our kids. So I would encourage you guys to check that out. That is on the resources tab in the community. If you uh, scroll down to the fervent faith section, that is there. So yeah, I, any, any other thoughts or reflections, questions? I'll go ahead and close this just with a time, time of prayer. Does that sound good? Okay, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this morning. Thank you for these men and the opportunity we have to uh, just talk about this, talk about our faith in Christ, talk about family discipleship. Just look to your word on what your call is for us as, as men, as husbands and fathers, and just how you have called us to lead our wives and lead our children in, in the faith. And it's it's a difficult calling, it's challenging, but it is wor- worthwhile. It's worthy of our our attention and our energy and our time. So I pray that for each of our hearts and minds that this would not be something that 
creates any anxiety in us. And if it does, that we could just give that to you, but that we'd be excited to just ask the question, Lord, what would you have me do even in those small moments? And to know like we're going to make mistakes and we're not going to have this flawless plan and that's okay. That's not what you ask of us. You just ask us to be obedient and faithful and you just want us to be consistent. And that's what our kids need. Um, They don't need a Bible study every several months. They just need us to every day show that we care about their relationship with Jesus. And maybe one day that's a Bible study. Maybe one day it's a question. Maybe another day it's just saying a a prayer with them. But uh, Lord, we just ask that you would give us wisdom and vision and excitement on creating a plan for family discipleship and that it's not going to happen in our own wisdom and strength. Like we desperately need your, your grace in this area, Lord. So yeah, I just thank you for these men and these brothers in Christ and pray that you'd be with them throughout the rest of this day and week and bring us all back next week so that we can continue to to dig into this and um, start to kind of solidify what our, our action steps would be. Um, but we thank you that you're with us and um, just pray that you are glorified by our lives. We ask this all in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. See you. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.